0: Nari Baker is a 2011 featured artist in the Jack Straw New Media Gallery. Your act of giving me up for adoption, I don't think you could have known the impact of that act. Oh, the first thing I wanna say is that I miss you. I don't know what that means, exactly but it's the first phrase that comes into my head. I guess I've been missing you my whole life. I, yeah, I'd feel a greater comfort, I think, if I knew that love had a small part of a complex past. The name of the installation is Talking to Ghosts Waiting in the River Between Worlds. I started doing it by myself, and the first part was just kind of trying to figure out How to talk to my birth family in the first person. What does that feel like? If I really did meet them, what would I want to do with them? Where would we go? And kind of really thinking about that and embodying that. And then I decided to go to all these places of my records that I um, had never been to before, that I had always wanted to go to, but had just never really, I think, you could say I didn't have the time, but it was really more about not really having the emotional capacity to kind of go to all those places. And so I used this project as an excuse to start doing that. And so, um, you know, my paper said I was born on this island close to Incheon, So I found that island and I went there and did a recording. And it also said that my birth mother had spent a lot of time on um, the mainland of Incheon, And so I went there and wandered the streets and looked around and did more recording. Then it's also said there's a certain beach that my birth parents supposedly met at. So I went to that beach and went to the clinic I was born at and talked to the doctor there and did recordings. And So meanwhile, I also was putting out the call to other adoptees in the community to see if they wanted to do the same thing and kind of join me in this process. I'm here at the beach where it says that you met. And it feels really surreal. It's a beautiful beach, and it's been a beautiful day. And I wonder if this is the way that it was when you were here. Je pense qu'il y a d'abord un temps du, de la douleur, il y a un temps de, des pleurs, il y a un temps du pardon, il y a un temps de, la, de l'action. Je crois que maintenant on est arrivé un temps de l'action. J'ai passé trente ans. I want to say you, I forgive you. I mean, it's okay. Let's. Let's for, I think there is a time for, for angry, there is a time to cry, there is a time to come over, and there is time to act. And now it's time to act. So let's try to keep in touch and to be maybe first friends.: yeah, I can't imagine that it was easy either. Um, and I can't imagine what's on the other side of your decision. I know that my story is, you know, one of 200,000. And so I eventually did seven other interviews or recordings, I should say, with adoptees in Korea. And they were all site specific to where the adoptee, you know, wanted to do it. And some people wanted to go to their hometowns, you know, recording their papers. I went with uh, one woman to the place where she was left. It was a doorstep and she'd been there before, and we did recordings and took pictures, and another adoptee I did a recording with um, went to the single mother's home where his birth mother stayed a few weeks before she gave birth to him, and uh, that one was special because we found out his birth mother's name. It was written in the records there uh, for the first time, and just so many more. I did want to have a connection and a relationship to Korea, to my past, to maybe solidify or to confirm that my life and my connection to Korea was, in fact, real and genuine. I would wish that you do see me as Korean, but still understand that my roots and my identity still remains as uh, the, the American that I, I grew up to be. I don't, have a, I don't have a Korean family that I'll be able to show my children, look, this is what this is like. This is centuries upon centuries of history, of stories of the way people live their lives and how you came into being. When you first walk in to the installation, probably the first thing you would notice is probably the dimness of the room, really. I mean, it's very dim in there, but the biggest visual are these long hanging banners that have been sort of quilted together, and they're made out of three different materials. White burlap, there's kind of a white gauze, and then there's a white sail fabric that are cut and pieced together in long hanging banners. Then, I guess, maybe you would notice The projections, there's scrolling Hangul that goes up the banners, and then there's also interspersed with photographs that kind of flash onto the screen and flash away, fade out. The photos are different scenes in Korea where these recordings were recorded. They are everything from cityscapes to being in the woods and the beaches, and then I guess the next thing you'd probably notice is that there are six telephones underneath the banners, one under each. To interact with it, you'd sit down and you pick up the phone and you start listening, and depending upon where you are, where you you know happen to pick up the telephone, you'll be in the middle or the beginning or the end of these you know edited short messages of um Korean adoptees speaking to their imagined birth families. I think I want to protect you guys because... You've already experienced enough hardship, and I don't want to create more hardship. I don't know. I don't want to cause you more pain. I want this, uh, this trip, this journey to be over. I want us to either meet or not to meet. I want you to give me an answer so I can stop looking, so I can stop trying. Like if I met you, I don't think I'd be indignant or resentful of the fact that you gave me up. I don't feel that way at all. You know, I think that so much of the media right now that has focused on adoption, especially transnational and transracial adoption, is just very happy and, um, you know, isn't this such a great thing or we're saving the children? And I think that what I want people to come away with is the feeling or the knowledge or the feeling that it's complicated you know when you say yes to something you're say, you're saying no to something else or when you're uh, when you move a child from its birth family maybe you're trading better financial conditions or uh, you know a chance at getting educated but you're still taking away something from that child a really deep profound important thing Uh, sometimes I've asked myself if I love you, uh, and right now I feel like I don't think so. I feel something for you that is strong, but it's not like anything that I've ever known to be love. Uh, do you love me? Jeg sidder på den adresse, der står i mine papirer, hvor de siger jeg er blevet fundet i 1977. I wonder at times about you, about your life, in the past and at present, what you look like, what kind of person you are, if I look like you in some way, and if we were in the same room or on the streets of Korea, would we be able to identify each other? These dialogues happen internally all the time. You know, if you're privy to being a part of those conversations, you're lucky. It's these little gems that come out at the time that I was able to record, you know, and it's just kind of one little facet of, you know, a jewel that's going on inside somebody's, somebody's heart and soul and body. I just feel so privileged to have been, I guess, allowed into those very sacred spaces. This program was produced as part of the Jack Straw Gallery Residency Program.